That music is an invitation, an invitation to sit up and join me as we look into God's Word. This isn't your parents' Bible study or some pre-printed material from your denomination. Each episode, we tear into God's letter to humanity to see what would God have us know about Himself, about the world around us, and about ourselves. I am Brother Mitchell from the Discipleship Center, and you are listening to the TDC Podcast. Have you ever had something wrong in your life? That's a dumb question, right? We've all had things in our lives that don't seem fair or they just need to be corrected. Have you ever prayed about it? The passage today is going to talk about what happens when we don't get a clear answer from God right away. Matthew chapter 18 verses 1 through 8, And he told them a parable to the effect that they ought to always pray and not to lose heart. He said, In a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, Give me justice against my adversary. For a while he refused, but afterward he said to himself, Though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. And the Lord said, Hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? The first character we see in this passage is the judge. This guy sounds like the judges we have right here in Kankakee. He doesn't fear God, probably one of them atheist types, and he doesn't respect man. This guy doesn't care about anything. He just flips out decisions based on what he had for lunch that day. The lives of the people he was to preside over don't matter to him one bit. The next character we see is this widow. It says she kept coming to him asking for justice over her adversary. A widow in that time was next to destitute. Without her husband to provide for her, she was relying on her children to help her. I imagine this adversary has taken advantage of her financially somehow, but the text doesn't really say. I hate being dismissed without someone considering my point of view. Anyone here ever have someone ignore what they're saying or what they're doing because they think they're too important for your problems? Well, that's how this widow must have felt. But instead of giving up, this lady kept coming back over and over because she wasn't satisfied that the judge was hearing her out. Finally, this judge says that this lady is going to nag him to death if he doesn't treat her fairly and gives her justice. So he does. What does this have to do with us? The key to this passage is found in verse 1. This whole passage is about praying and not losing heart. How many of you have prayed for something? How many of you have prayed for something you wanted so much and you still don't have it? You've prayed for someone so bad but you're still separated. Or you've prayed over someone who is addicted and they're still hooked. You've prayed for someone sick and they ended up dying. You've prayed and prayed and you've given up because the answers you want just don't come. Let me tell you a story about God answering my prayer by not answering my prayer. You're probably saying, whoa, Brother Mitchell, it sounds like you're losing it now. Now just wait and hear me out on this one. In August 2007, after 10 years of arguing and fighting with my first wife, she left me for the guy down the street. She stood in front of a worthless judge here in town, squirted out a few tears, and told them how she was so scared of me because I have a history of gun violence. 
and instead of the judge looking for a criminal record, he just patted her on the head, signed an order of protection. I came home from work. Most of my furniture was gone. My tools were gone. My fishing pole was broken in half, and my clothes were all gone. I just sat in the one chair left in the living room, and I stared out into space trying to figure out what I was going to do. The sun eventually went down, and I reached up to turn on the lamp, only to find it was gone too. I prayed and prayed and prayed for God to put our family back together. But what I was really praying for was a family that would follow God no matter what. You see, God had a plan for me, and to remain married to that first wife would mean to spend the rest of my life being torn between following God and following a jackass running in the opposite direction. Sometimes the things in our life that hurt the most and that we want God to take away, or the things that hurt because they're missing and we want God to give them to us, end up being the things that God uses to shape us and direct us to becoming more usable for his kingdom. Is it upsetting that my first wife left me for the guy down the street? Is it upsetting that my oldest son would rather spend time with that guy than with me? Is it upsetting that our justice system seems to favor those that lie early and often? Sure, all of these things are upsetting. But my hope isn't for a better life now, or in justice now, or in rewards for faithfulness now. No, I press on every single day with my sight fixed on God's kingdom, what he has in store for me at that time. Because of this type of faithfulness, God has blessed me with a new wife who also wants to follow Jesus, who views ministry as more valuable than personal gain. God's also blessed me with a pastor that understands the rough roads I've been down and has given me ministries at my local church. And God is blessing me at our local mission as the assistant pastor. When I come in here and I see the guys, I sit and pray with them. I sit and counsel with them. I listen to their stories. I hear about their problems. And I can't help but think that all the troubles I've dealt with and all the hard times that I've been through was part of God's plan for me to come alongside Pastor Ed and encourage him and to minister to you guys. Remember this passage is to encourage us to pray without ceasing, but we also need to pray knowing that God may not give us what we think we want, but instead gives us what He wants for us. Do we trust God? Do we trust that if we're following Him that He's leading us in the right direction? Do we trust that God has what is best for us in mind every day? Romans 8.28 promises, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to His purpose. Not just the pleasant things in this life, but even the horrible things in life God uses for our good. The Discipleship Center and its subsidiaries, TDC Aquaponics and TDC Farm, are a registered 501c3 charity serving in the not-so-beautiful city of Kekakee and its surroundings. Have you or a loved one been struggling with substance abuse, chronic unemployment, need some work experience after a recent incarceration, or just failed to move on to a more productive phase of life? There is hope just around the corner with the Discipleship Center, where every life matters and we strive to fulfill the Great Commission one life at a time. Check us out on the web at www.discipleshipctr.org today.